We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name's Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers. For all of you fine folks on the other side of the speaker, I appreciate you tuning in. What a day. I mean, and no, I'm not talking about the 49ers preseason loss over the Chargers. But man, I mean, anybody listening to this already knows what I'm talking about. First, I got to apologize for the voice. Probably sounds pretty bad. This I'm just finishing off the first week of school, so I'm essentially talking all day, and then I've got coaching for two and a half hours after every day of school. So that's another two and a half hours of average to loud speaking, and then I jump on here and have, I think this is my third pod of the week, if I'm not mistaken. So. It's been a, it's been an intense week. I apologize for the fact that I sound like I'm advertising a, a, a cigarette commercial. The other way around, actually. But I mean, I, I don't even know where to start. To be honest, I mean, it, obviously, we'll start with the basics. The 49ers today announced that they traded, or Adam Schefter actually announced, but the 49ers uh, corroborated the fact that Trey Lance was traded to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth round pick. And I, and at this point is where I truly get like, where do I even start? You know, where do I even start? Um, I mean, I'll start with Kyle Shanahan, who was John Lynch technically spoke about the trade first on the broadcast, but it was real cut and dry. Not necessarily anything that, you know, it was exactly what you'd expect him to say on TV. Kyle Shanahan spoke with the media after the 49ers lost, uh, what was it, 20 to 12 to the 23 to 12 to the Chargers in a very uneventful, unimpressive game, uh, except for, I mean, Brock Purdy looked pretty good. We'll get into that later. Not as not nearly as important as I, as I figured it was going to be at the start of the day. 
And uh, I think one thing that I want to lead off with is, is you should go watch Kyle Shanahan's press conference. I think it's important to see the things he's saying. I mean, you'll, I mean, I mean, actually see it cause you'll hear plenty of audio of it. Um, and you'll hear plenty of people talking about it, but, uh, it, it was really clear and in no way do I feel like I need to make any excuses for anybody within this 49ers organization whatsoever. But it was pretty clear that Kyle Shanahan was pretty upset. I mean, I'm not saying upset to the terms of emotions, but in no way did he seem happy whatsoever about the fate of Trey Lance and the fact that they just sent their third overall pick from two years ago packing. Uh, he, he was clearly pretty down about it. Uh, you could just tell by the way he talked about it. And one of the th- things that really stood out to me was, I mean, he was asked by, I believe it was Matt Mayoko, like you spent all this draft capital on this guy. He's still so young. How do you just send him packing? You know, why, why is he leaving the team? And to my surprise, Kyle Shanahan had a very long and involved answer, and he basically recapped everything we've talked about on this pod in the same way we've talked about it. You know, he started from the very beginning, said they knew he was inexperienced, but they felt like they'd be able to get him in, whether it was when Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt or kind of just work him into the offense with some sort of like Trey package. But in his first game, pre first NFL preseason game, he hit his hand on his helmet and broke his finger. And even Trey Lance has talked about how much that injury affected him. And Kyle Shanahan said it just became too hard to get him in there uh, with that injury and with the the fact that, you know, what he wanted to run with Trey was not anywhere near what he was like running with Jimmy Garoppolo. And, you know, he got those games. And then the second season, he talked about the fact that they – they knew it was time to give him the keys and they didn't necessarily think he was a hundred percent ready, but they thought they'd be able to build an offense around him. And then he breaks his ankle in, in this, in the first quarter of the second game. And that was it. I mean, it, Kyle Shanahan elaborated on the fact that every opportunity he had was squashed by injury and, and it was to no fault of his own. Kyle Shanahan was adamant that any blame on Trey be passed on to them, which I think is fair. We've, we've even said that here. It's like, Trey didn't do anything wrong. He just got hurt. And then Brock Purdy came in and authored a very impressive, what was it, seven-game stretch and looked outstanding do it, doing it and forced the 49ers hand. That's really the end of it. Like, if if this conversation were flipped or if this scenario were flipped and Trey Lance were kind of thrown back into the starting lineup despite what we saw from Brock Purdy, uh, at the end of last season, I think the NFL community would be up in arms about the fact that the 49ers could just so willfully ignore what they saw on the field just because they've given up so much draft capital for Lance. You know, you can you can see the how the universe, you know, multiverse just splits off into a million tangents. And Kyle Shanahan kind of just somberly went through it all and just said, like, kind of like it is what it is. Like, this is not what I wanted for Trey. I feel like that was the quote of the press conference for me. Kyle Shanahan saying, I feel like I let Trey down. Referenced the injuries, talked about basically the sequence of unfortunate events, which led to Brock Purdy coming onto the field and, and just essentially taking his opportunity away from him. And Kyle, you know, 
didn't have any answers for it. He said, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to parse through and, and all the things he said, and it didn't seem like he in any way was, was stubborn about it or had his chin up about it. If anything, Kyle Shanahan literally spoke most of the press conference with his chin down, looking kind of down toward the podium, just kind of thinking through it all. It was obvious that both he and John Lynch were admitting defeat. You know, they both said that they took their shot and it didn't work out. There was no sugarcoating that. Um, it just kind of ended how it ended. And both Kyle and John went on to say that I feel like Trey Lance's story is not over. He's going to get to go to Dallas and uh, presumably be the DAC up quarter. The, the DAC up quarterback, I just said that on accident, okay? I was not trying to be funny. I wish I could have immediately claimed that. But, yeah, Lance is going to, to Dallas to be the DAC up quarterback. I, I apologize. I apologize. Did mention that uh, um, the Buffalo Bills were also calling and offering uh, about Trey Lance. They had an offer on the table. Dallas matched it, and so that's where Trey Lance went. Kyle said that when they told Lance of the news, he was a little upbeat about it. John Lynch said that Kyle Shanahan, or excuse me, that Trey Lance was willing to stay with the 49ers and he was willing to kind of just stick it out and compete for really anything. Um, but also said he would prefer if the 49ers would look into sending him somewhere else. And Lynch said that he and Lance's agent sort of worked together representation and, found him a, a place to go, which ended up being Dallas. Uh, it was something else. It was something else to watch both Lynch and Shanahan separately at the press conference, just kind of take their losses. You know, neither of them seemed upset about it. Neither of them seemed upbeat in, in the slightest. They both seemed upset, not like, you know, dramatically upset, but it was just interesting. Like watch those press conferences. See it for yourself. See if I'm if you think I'm reading it right. I know a lot of people are gonna think that it's just kind of a spin job. And in a way it always is. You know, when when you miss out on a pick that costs a total of three first rounders and the third rounder, you're gonna you're gonna create any angle you can to where that is not a complete loss. And obviously it was. It was a complete loss. The amount of players solid players, game-changing players that the 49ers passed over to make those deals is, you know, even when it comes down to the player they took third overall, let alone the two first-round picks that they never got to to select with. It may, it's bad, but fortunately, the 49ers have done many other things well. The most ridiculous thing I've read today was from Robert Griffin III, and and – Undoubtedly, there's some truth to what he said, and and I'll read you his tweet. He's, I mean, it's not like I'm holding it, Robert Griffin III's words to be, you know, concrete, but he said it's official. The 49ers' decision to give up three first-round picks to move up and draft Trey Lance is the worst draft day move of all time. Only reason Kyle Shanahan aren't fired is they hit on the last pick of the, the last year's draft in Brock Purdy. Now Trey has been traded to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth round pick. What an unbelievable ending to the Trey Lance era in San Francisco. I pretty much agree with everything he's saying except for one sentence. And a lot of people replying to my tweet were completely missing that point. But it might be the worst draft day move of all time. It, it very well will very well could be. 
And it is an unbelievable ending to the Trey Lance saga. I also, and I'm going to get, <laughs> I'm not, never mind. I was going to make a snide comment about the use of San Fran and how much it pisses off San Francisco residents, but I'll leave it out because I love y'all. The only part that I had a problem with is when he says only reason Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch aren't fired is they hit on last pick of last year's draft in Brock Purdy. No, that's not why. That is a very small portion as to why. But I wrote, never mind drafting George Kittle, Dre Greenlaw, Tal Noah Hufunga, Fred Warner, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Nick Bosa, trading for Trent Williams, trading for Christian McCaffrey. And you could go on and on and go a little bit further if you wanted to. Um, And then I added, and winning a lot of football games and being expected to win more football games and all that stuff. Look, the 49ers can fire Kyle Shanahan all they want. But there are going to be about 30 other NFL teams trying to sign him. If you had an NFL draft for coaches, Kyle Shanahan would go top three. Especially when you consider like length of career. There are some like Andy Reid, a more senior coach that probably has a bit more value right now. Patrick Mahomes don't help, but you can't fault him for that. But in terms of some a, a great coach that's expected to coach for another 10 to 15 years, there's going to be a lot of teams wanting everything to do with Kyle Shanahan. No, the 49ers have, or yes, the 49ers have made their draft mistakes. Un, uh, undeniably so. It, it, the problem with that is, and if the NFL draft is a crapshoot, and if you're if you have a good batting average over 300, you're doing all right. And the 49ers definitely have that. Now, if you look at the 49ers' first round picks and uses of first round picks, especially now with Trey Lance's whole you know, caseload added to this, then they have been horrible in the first round, but they've just worked some magic in the later rounds to kind of make up for it. You got to remember, go back to what the 2016 49ers were. The Jim Tom Sula and the, the Chip Kelly 49ers. That's the roster that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch inherited. And look where they are now. No, the only... Brock Purdy is not the only reason they're not fired. Okay. It's that's ridiculous. But anyways, going back to Trey Lance, it's, it just sucks, man. It really does suck for Trey Lance. You really do feel bad for him. If you don't, then I mean, that's on you really. Cause to me, Trey Lance has never done anything to earn anybody's ire or discontent. It's, it just didn't work out. And and to me, it was just incredibly bad luck for Trey Lance and incre- not good luck for Brock Purdy. I mean, he stepped in and did the damn thing. Um, you know, it's just, it, it's tough. I, I feel for him. I really do. I really do. I mean, I'm a human. I'm a coach. And when I look at a player like Trey Lance who possesses all the like intangibles that you would ever want in a player and is obviously very physically talented, we've seen it. Um, you're just hoping that he catches on somewhere, you know, and and gets. An, obviously, I would never wish injury on a player, let alone Dak Prescott. But it would be cool to see Lance come in and be able to uh, make some magic. There's a lot of talented talent over in Dallas too, so maybe he'll get an opportunity. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. But the both Kyle Shanahan's and John Lynch's pressers were were very interesting. Lynch did say that he expects 
Nick Bosa's contract dispute to be resolved before week one. I don't know if that means Nick Bosa will be ready to play week one. I mean, who knows how that guy has been working out. It wouldn't surprise me if he brought in an entire football team just to make sure he was ready, but uh, he did say he expected that to be resolved. I'm trying to make sure I didn't leave anything out from those press conferences. It all basically, it all kind of resolved around Kyle Shanahan said he felt that Trey Lance could read the writing on the walls in regards to the 49ers preferring Sam Darnold as the QB two option. So that's why he kind of called the competition early. He said he didn't want to bullshit Trey. They had that conversation. Trey was obviously upset. They gave him the day off. And then he came back and said, look, I'll stay here if you want me to, but I would prefer if you could find me a home elsewhere. And they did. And, um, Hope you're just hoping it works out for all sides from here. You hope Trey Lance can find some success. You hope Brock Purdy's the man and he can come out firing just like he did uh, at the end of last season. Uh, his arm looks fine. He started the preseason game and had two drives. He ended up going um, five of nine for fifty-five percent, seventy-three yards, and no touchdowns. I mean, you'd have to—that's a pretty deceiving stat line. You'd have to look, uh, watch the game. He looked fine. Um, he looked pretty good. He did have a rushing touchdown as well. That was the touchdown. <clears throat> he, he basically led two touchdown drives. Now, a lot of the Chargers starters on defense were out, so let's not church it up to be more than it was. Uh, but he basically led two scoring drives. On the first one, Jordan Mason fumbled the ball right on the goal line, and uh, the Chargers recovered. On the second one, Trey Lance took him down there with a lot of help from Jordan Mason and uh, ran it in for the touchdown. So he looked fine. His arm looked good. Missed a throw to an open Brandon Ayuk that the 49ers commentators tried to put on Brandon Ayuk because it touched his hands. Now look, I'm a receivers coach, and and myself and Brandon Ayuk will look at each other and say, I should have caught that, but that was a, a bad a bad throw. What was cool was watching Brock Purdy on third down, stare down Brandon Ayuk on the right in a good way, like being 100% sure that Ayuk was going to get open. Ayuk ran like a 10-yard curl, turns around. Ayuk watches him the whole time, puts it on him. Ayuk breaks two tackles and takes the 49ers all the way down to the five-yard line. That's on the drive where Jordan Mason did fumble the ball. Um, I'm assuming I've covered everything when it comes to Trey Trey Lance and, and, and John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Um, I'm kind of just in the middle of this kind of looking through Twitter to make sure that I didn't miss anything obvious. Um, there's a lot of player quotes and stuff that are being said in the locker. They're all of the general consensus. Everybody loves Trey. They're just hoping that he, uh, that he makes it out. Let's read, uh, Mike Silver, who's uh, very plugged in with the 49ers organization. Let's read uh let's read what he says. I just want to read his thread. I just want to be thorough about this. After a rough Wednesday, 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan and GM John Lynch stood up separately at the podium, answered questions from the reporters in a forthright and unguarded manner and displayed genuine emotion about an admittedly failed Trey Lance experience. So I'm I'm glad that I wasn't alone in feeling like they were emotional. This was an acknowledgement of a massive mistake and they owned it. They seem sincerely to like Lance as a person and hopeful he resurrects his career in Dallas or elsewhere. They made the divorce sound as amicable as possible and did their best to explain how it went down. 
Bottom line, having ripped them and the organization Wednesday for dipping out, I have to credit them for handling things much better in the immediate aftermath of the trade. So shout out to Mike Silver. I've met him a few times. He's a great dude. Not to the extent where I, I don't think he necessarily know, know my name, um, but I have sat next to him a couple times up in the press box. Uh, he's a cool dude. And uh, obviously not everybody agrees with what he says at times, but if you go back and look at the things he has said, they've usually been pretty spot on. So uh, thank you, Mike Silver, for the guest Twitter thread appearance. Um, I think that's probably it for that thread. But um, John and Kyle did seem genuine. And whether or not you want to buy that is completely up to you. Um, I'm just giving you you my take. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's go ahead and, and get a little bit into the preseason game, and then we'll get a little bit into uh, your takeaways, which I still put out there. Um, Brock Purdy was, was solid. Um, he was good. He looked fine. It looks like, he, and he said that he is hundred percent ready for the regular season. Sam Darnold was, uh, not great. Didn't look great. Uh, he finished, uh, six of 11, uh, for 54% for 89 yards and a touchdown. Um, it, it was, it was very up and down. I mean, he had to deal with Nick Zakel in front of him. I mean, that guy, I would be absolutely shocked if Nick Zakel makes the roster, he had two holding penalties that both stalled drives. Um, Sam Darnold had what I believe was two near interceptions, one on third down, uh, one near the end zone, and then he threw the touchdown to Snead the play after. Um, he had a beautiful throw down the sideline to Chris Conley for about a 35-yard gain. He was real up and down uh, at one point, air milling a throw over Willie Snead to convert. Um, didn't look great. Brandon Allen looked even worse. He went two of six, which is 33% for 23 yards and an interception. His interception that he threw to Tay Martin was behind the receiver. The DB was also in tight coverage, broke up the pass, tipped it up in the air, and it was picked off. Uh, not a great showing for basically every quarterback but Purdy. Um, it was pretty rough, and, and, and it all made all the rougher by the fact that Lance wasn't out there and everybody was able to basically say, 
So you sure you traded Lance and you kept this guy. So you're sure you traded Lance and kept this guy. In the end, my my belief is that the 49ers traded Lance because of his uh, salary. Um, even John Lynch admitted he said this year wasn't too bad. I can I can head over there. I know we've talked about it. Um, let's go ahead and head over to overthecap.com so I can give you the exact numbers of Trey Lance's deal, um, which is it looks like they took it off already. <laughs> Damn, I think Trey Lance accounted for about nine million this year and ten point four million next year. Um, they do have Trey Lance's uh, dead money cap number, which is eight point three million. Uh, which so if my basic ass salary cap math is correct, he should have saved about a million this year. Let's jump forward to 2024 and he has 5.5 million of dead money next year. But I know if they would have kept him that next year, I think his cap number would have been 10.4 million. So they're saving about 5 million next year. And next year, like we talked about is when it gets tough, they are 7.4 million over the salary cap next year. And uh, I'm assuming they're going to look into extending Brandon Ayuk. To me, it would be a big mistake not to, but they're really getting up again to the point where they are up against the salary cap. They may need to do, need to do some restructuring um, in order to make that afloat. I mean, Eric Armstead's cap number in 2024 is $25.6 million. Um, They could probably bring that down with some type of uh, extension. Fred Warner's cap number is $24.4 million. Probably something they could also bring down with some type of extension. I mean, these are guys that you know you want on your team. Trent Williams, Trent uh, salary cap number is $28 million. I'm not sure what you're doing with him. Uh, I don't know how that works because I know he's getting up next to retirement. So, um, I mean, when you look at it, if, if they do work on a new deal for Brandon Ayuk, his cap number in 2024 under the fifth-year option is $14.1 million. So they could probably bring that down a lot with a new deal if they elect to, uh, to re-sign him. I mean – He's in my eyes, Brandon Ayuk is a genuine wide receiver one. So, um, in an un- or more unfortunate news, both kickers, Jake Moody, uh, with a hamstring strain, I believe, and Zane Gonzalez with a calf strain are both out and both questionable for week one. So there is a legit chance that the 49ers might call Robbie Gould back and say, Hey, we'll give you like a couple million bucks to come in and play kicker until Jake Moody gets back. But, even then, like, it wouldn't surprise me at all, and I'm in no way reporting this whatsoever. Uh, I mean, Kyle Shanahan already kind of said that he expects Jake, he's hoping Jake Moody will be back before week one, but what are the odds that they put Jake Moody on IR, he sits out the entire year, and they just bring back Robbie Gold? I mean, at this point, would anything surprise you? It wouldn't surprise me. Um, Big shout-out to the running game. Uh, in this preseason game, Ty Davis Price and Jordan Mason, despite his goal line fumble, uh, both looked pretty damn good. Ty Davis Price had 10 carries for 61 yards. That's 6.1 yards a pop. Jordan Mason had nine carries for 59 yards. That's six point, excuse me, six yards a pop. Brock Purdy's one five-yard rush was for a touchdown. So overall, the 49ers run game averaged 5.2 yards a carry. That was brought down by, you know, Brian Hill's one-yard carry, one-yard average, and Brandon Allen's negative one-yard average, which is just odd. Uh, No receivers really stood out. Isaiah Winstead made a couple of interesting catches, made a man miss. Brandon Ayuk had that one catch for 35 yards. Chris Conley's big play for 34 yards. Uh, Willie Sneed uh, had that touchdown. Debo Samuel had a couple little catches there in the beginning. 
overall, it was a pretty lackluster day for the 49ers. I mean, they only scored 12 points, so there wasn't a whole lot going on there. That's actually two touchdowns and one failed two-point conversion and one missed field goal from Mitch Wisnowski. So um, just a weird day all around. I think Matt Barrows, the uh, the uh, the classic, the always admirable Matt Barrows, said, weird week for the 49ers. Said they wouldn't decide on number two quarterback until Steelers week, then made the decision the next morning. Traded guy they thought they would be facing the franchise for 2024 fourth rounder. Suffered two kicker injuries and haven't reached a deal with their best player. So Matt Barrows summing it up perfectly. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if there's really much more I want to add from, from the game. I mean, it was just one of those games where you're like, let's just get this over. Uh, Marcelino McCrary ball led the team with eight tackles. Sam Womack had six, um, D winters five with a tackle for loss. Isaiah Oliver, another rough day, um, allowed the Chargers to score a touchdown on a play where everything was covered up along the goal line. It was one of those rollout throws on the goal line where they just drag players across the goal line a little deeper, a little deeper, and the quarterback kind of picks which levels he wants to throw it to. Um, And the 49ers have it covered up well. Isaiah Oliver was sprinting directly at the quarterback, and the quarterback just kind of started doing little pump fakes. Pump fakes, and Oliver bit on all of them and looked like he was playing basketball sitting there covering a, uh, a player trying to throw the ball inbounds. It was... It was a bad look. Um, Isaiah Oliver has had a bad preseason. It wouldn't surprise me if he makes doesn't make the roster, but it also wouldn't surprise me if he does. On that note, roster note, Tuesday, I believe at 1 p.m. Pacific time, the team will need to be down to 53 players. So Monday, maybe over the weekend, maybe starting now, it depends. Uh, the 49ers are going to start cutting down those players. And uh, we will likely break that down to you. Uh, the 49ers official 53-man roster. Um, if that's going to be announced on Tuesday, I'll probably record a podcast on Tuesday just to, uh, uh, just to you know, obviously recap everything. Um, Alex Barrett had half a sack. Demetrius Flanagan Foles had a half a sack. Brad Warner had a sack in the first drive. The 49ers first string defense, whoever was in the game, I, I didn't take a, a tally. Uh, they absolutely squashed the Chargers on their first drive for like negative 12 yards, culminating in a Fred Warner sack in which he did Nick Bosa shrug and then a make the money rain gesture, uh, which was obviously signaling that Nick Bosa needs to get paid, which I'm sure everybody on the 49ers believes. Let's finish this podcast off with your takeaways um, because I'm a man of my word and we're going to do the damn thing. Even though it's in some way they kind of feel in the way, in the, in the words of Cindy Lou who a little superfluous at this time, uh, let's go through them anyways. Let's start from the top and right up top. We've got two fresh should starters look sharp, but still can't shake the thought that we traded a young kid with potential that they traded so much capital for what a huge miss by Kyle and Lynch. This is laughing stock of the league kind of material unless they win the ship. It is. I mean, it really is. The only reason that the league really isn't laughing is because they know the 49ers are still coming for that ass. And that doesn't mean the 49ers are guaranteed a great season but they're one of the most highly regarded teams in the NFL. Um, they're, they're considered like a top top five roster. And that's why John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan's jobs aren't on the line after missing on a pick this huge. I'm sure that Jed York is probably still as much in their corner as he's ever been. This is kind of just, uh, again, I, I'm in no way a, a, a shell for this organization. I will lay into them any chance they give me. 
But the way the Trey Lance stuff just went down, it was just weird, shitty luck. And, you know, I, I say shitty luck, but, you know, Brock Purdy emerged from it. But it's still, when, from a Trey Lance point of view, it's just the man took it on the chin and never really got a shot. And that and that's tough. That's tough. But, yeah, I mean, I still agree. The, 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 the pick was obviously a, a massive failure. Um, and, and we'll see where the team goes from here. The only weird ass like consolation is the 49ers have always sucked ass in the first round and they're still good. So take that for what it is. It's obviously not a good thing, but in a sick way, it seems like it. Matt Lee, first team offense looks ready to go. Yes, they did. Running game was good. Yes, it was. And Brock looks sharp. Yes, he did. Again, that stat line was just a little deceitful. Um, Go watch, watch his drive. Would have loved to see Trey's QB three in the fourth quarter, but Hey, it is what it is, man. Isn't that the way to say it? I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, it just feels natural to say it like that. I would have loved to see Trey's quarterback three in the fourth quarter, but Hey, it is what it is. Like that's just flows off my tongue. It's just, that's how I feel. So Graz, it's go time, baby. Uh, have to get Bosa signed and hope he doesn't get hurt after holding out all summer. That is a great point. And I know it's something I've thought of, but never talked about. Um, I mean, the absolute biggest threat to Nick Bosa will be himself. Uh, I'm sure the 49ers are going to know that and probably have him on a pretty healthy pitch count against the Steelers for better or for worse. Um, because it, it, it's arguably probably better to take an L against the Steelers than ru- rush Nick Bosa out there and, and lose him for an extended period of time. So that is definitely something that is going to be on everybody's minds. Have to keep Purdy from getting hurt. No confidence in Darnold and certainly not Allen, nor, nor should you. Um, Darnold looks at best serviceable as a backup. I mean, he's been in the league for a while for better, or for worse also. Um, so no, I, if the 49ers want to go anywhere, Purdy has to be in the game. Um, get it done and get number six. Happy 2023 49ers season, Rob. I appreciate you, man. And thank you for hanging out. Um, so grass and, and too fresh. And a lot of you guys are, are big, uh, big supporters of the pod. It's been awesome to have you guys tagging along. I mean, you're just a part of just as much a part of this as I am. Uh, Travis Jenkins, Brandon Allen, isn't better than Trey. So five must've forced their hand. Uh, we found out that he kind of did. He said he wanted to go. And again, that salary cap number is, is not a, it's not a, something you can ignore, you know, 9 million, 10 million. It's not the amount that you could ignore. Um, but again, if the 49ers get in a position where they need that third quarterback, then they are going to look like assholes. And like you said, Travis, we did find out that Trey, for the most part, forced their hand. So a uh, good call on that. Um, proper. J underscore proper. Ken John, I, th- I, prop, I hope that's how you say it. Uh, can John Lynch be a part of those cuts? <laughs> I don't think so, but again, it's never going to surprise me if John Lynch gets promoted to kind of be like the VP of football operations, especially with kind of the heat that 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 uh, Jed York's under right now. Would it would it surprise anybody if if John Lynch was promoted to uh, of like VP of football operations, and then um, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Adam Peters would take over behind him. That would be at this point that would be the least surprising. TJ, our backup interior O-line is, is awful. It is pretty bad. It is pretty bad. Bad. There's probably, excuse me, only a couple of interior offensive linemen that would be okay entering into the game, but all of them have found a way to look pretty bad. 
Uh, Nick Zakel's, I mean, he just has had one of the worst preseasons I've seen. Penalty after penalty. Hopefully nothing's wrong with my recording right now. Uh, the app just told me that disconnected, but it seems like everything's good. Anyways, Zach said the 49ers will be good. I, I think they'll be good too. I think they'll be good too, but they're going to get tested right out of the gate with them Steelers. Uh, I think that's going to be an exciting game. Flynn West, if Brock Purdy goes down, the 49ers season is over. Uh, and then Travis Jenkins replied, we all said that when Jimmy went down against the Dolphins. That is true. That is very true. Unfortunately, though, the it doesn't seem like we've got a Brock Purdy uh, in, in waiting unless Kyle Shanahan can just work some unbelievable magic with Sam Darnold and he comes in and they keep winning games. But at this point, again, nothing would surprise me. This shit's crazy. Um, for the 49ers, 49ers got rid of the wrong quarterback. Well, again, it, it just comes down to placement. You know, it, Trey Lance was the one with value. And, and as much as they want to convince themselves that Trey Lance was the third quarterback on the roster, NFL teams looked at him like the second quarterback on the roster. That's why he was the one that merited a fourth-round pick, not Sam Darnold. The 49ers knew no one was coming for Sam Darnold. Trey Lance was the one with value, even despite a much bigger salary. And so that's really what it came down to. The 49ers, I I think, felt like they had to get rid of that salary. Um, Would they have ate it if there just was absolutely no other options? Of course, but um, their biggest motivating factor, they got more than I thought they would. You guys heard me say that this might be like a salary dump type move where I thought the 49ers would have to send a fourth rounder and then get a little bit back just to get that salary off their books. In the end, they got quite a bit more than I expected because it's almost like I figured the 49ers would be in the negative with draft value. Like they would give up a fourth and another team would give up a seventh, which would be negative three rounds. And when they ended up just getting a fourth, which is essentially seven rounds of difference between what I thought was going to happen and what ended up happening. That one says I may be a dumbass, perfectly reasonable. Uh, and two, it just says that, that, uh, Dallas valued what Trey Lance brought to the table. And I think Lance offers a very similar game to Dak Prescott. So um, that'll be an interesting, interesting um, place for him to be. We'll see if we see him. I can see Greg Khan is doing his instant reaction and, and his face is red. So he's probably just getting absolutely fired up. The the heel is in full effect right now. Um, you guys have heard my spiel on Grants. One of the nicest guys in the building. Um, a joy to talk to in person, but obviously when he gets on Twitter, he rolls and, uh, it's, it's just part of his thing, man. It's just part of his thing. Shout out to Grant Cone. Um, I think that's it guys. I think that's it. I, I can't believe my voice has even managed to exist. I know it doesn't sound great. I already sound like some weird combination of Ray Romano and Kermit the frog and Patrick Mahomes. I get it, but you know, at least it's still functioning because all I do is talk to 12 and 13 year olds all day about how to draw things. And then I talk to 12 and 13 year olds uh, for three hours on how to play football. And then I have to talk to you guys, thankfully that are not 12 and 13 year olds, but shout out to any of them that are listening. Thank you guys for listening to striking gold. We are officially stepping forward into the, into the NFL season for the 49ers. Um, I mean, when is their first game officially? What's like, what's the, what's the final count? I wish I can normally sing. I can't sing right now. I'm sorry. Um, let's go see. When's what's the date? I'm sure you guys already know, but, 
the Sunday the 10th. Okay, it's the 25th, so they got a healthy amount of time to, one, get Nick Bosa shit done, to see where their kickers lie, to see who else is hurt and figure it out. Um, but, again, that roster has to be cut down to 53 players by Tuesday, I believe, at 1 p.m. And then uh, then we're on to uh, September 10th, and that's the uh, week one of the 49ers regular season. Pittsburgh, 10 a.m., go time. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Striking Gold. Got some exciting things on the horizon. Um, got some new sponsors coming on board. Got some new things we're going to be talking about. Um, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for another season and I'm excited for you guys that are along with me. So, uh, thank you for listening. That's the ultimate form of support. I believe right now, let me check. I think we're at 299 reviews on for striking gold. So let me, I mean, I'm just kind of double checking at this moment, but I mean, if anybody feels like being the 300th, Oh no, we got 300. Sound the alarms. I don't know if they're great reviews. I hope they are because I love y'all, you know. Oh, you know what? We got it was a, it was a five-time it was a it was a positive review on Thursday, five stars from Cockrell, longtime listener. I started listening when Quack was on the show. Striking Gold stays in my rotation. I enjoy your takes and the knowledge I gain from listening. Keep up the great work and go Niners. That is that is just such a positive way to end the podcast. So we are officially at 300 reviews. That is the most recent one. I appreciate you. And I appreciate everybody else who wants to take the time and go leave us a review. Uh, I always say, please leave a five-star review, but I also want you to, to feel it, to be honest. Anyways, I love you guys. Thank you for listening to Striking Gold. But unfortunately, all good things must come to an end. We will be back on here um, Tuesday at the latest after the roster breakdowns. Before another episode, I'm Rob. This is Striking Gold, and we are signing out. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.